Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey everyone, great to be with you for another cast here at the Inner Revolution. Just uh, very excited with you to consider a new week as we seek the Lord together, as we seek His face. This is how we will uh, have a spiritually effective and fruitful week as we seek the Lord's face here in Psalm chapter 34. Uh, I love that verse 3 through 5. It says, When I sought the Lord, He delivered us from all of our fear. So if we're seeking other things, we will certainly enter into self-consciousness. We will come to conclusions based on our own understanding, void of God's wisdom. So fear is a crippling agent that starves the soul. And I want to talk about a starving soul for a minute. Uh, When we look at third world countries or poor countries, uh, we can consider... Uh, the great need of people uh, for food, for help, for medicine, uh, starving children. I mean, we've seen those, uh, or actually we have been to these places where there is great needs, great malnutrition, uh, great need for uh, care, uh, not only physically, but emotionally. And uh, oftentimes it stems from a spiritual need as well. And I feel like in our nation, in our world today, uh, we are seeing a starving generation. And what happens when we physically starve? I mean, I personally have never been in that place. I've maybe missed a few meals. But most of us maybe listening have never experienced... um, outside of fasting, maybe, going without food for days on end. But the body uh, really uh, physically begins to uh, burn through the the stored fats and eventually starts to uh, eat away at the muscle. And uh, it's actually very unhealthy when the body starts to, uh, in so many words, eat itself. Uh, and of course, there's a weakness that steps in, a, um, a shutting down of organs and circulation. And in a very short time without food, uh, we can maybe last a few days, maybe. Uh, water is another story. If we don't have water, we can certainly be in trouble quicker. But, um, but when we consider, uh, you know, the, the needs spiritually that we're seeing and just the acting out, the negative acting out. I, I, I feel like when I look at some of the news nowadays, um, it's like a child. Uh, so many people are like little children negatively acting out uh, or tantruming uh, due to their anemic condition, due to their uh, not getting their way. Uh, and so entitlement, pride, uh, ranting, this mob revolution where people are just looting and screaming and crying about things that come from a starving soul, a identity crisis, a place of great emptiness. 
Now, we've all been here too, where we've maybe eaten things that have no uh, spiritual or no physical protein to it, I should say. And we're just constantly hungry. We could have a huge meal, a carb meal, and in a few hours be very hungry again. And, and what is that? Um, we're just eating the wrong things and we are filling the hole, but we're not having nutrition for the body. So like somebody that likes sweets, for instance, it's pleasing to the taste, but it's eventually bitter in the soul, bitter in the stomach. I think of my son and I, sometimes we go to McDonald's and it tastes good going down, but in a few short moments, it's like a brick. And, and this is how a lot of people can live with a starving soul. How about this? How about when there's parasites in our body or a tapeworm? Tapeworms are very uh, horrible to think about, but they're interesting where there's a entity in our body eating all of our food and uh, stealing it from the cellular absorption and fabric of our metabolism to uh, receive the nutrients and the proteins and the vitamins and the nutrition that our body so desperately needs. And so the tapeworm is in the intestine typically and eat, eats and eats and eats and it starves. And no matter how much the person is eating, they are still hungry. Now, doesn't this uh, really reflect uh, the nature of the natural man the more you give him or her, the more thirsty they are. The more they consume upon their lust, the more miserable they are. Uh, the more uh, they get, the more unhappy they are. Uh, it's so interesting. We're in, a, we're in the most richest nation of the world, uh, for right now that is, uh, but people that are most depressed. What, what is that? It is a, it is a starving soul. It's a starving soul. Uh, naturally speaking, protein is uh, very good for the muscles, builds amino acids. It strengthens the structure of the body. It feeds uh, the, the tissue and strengthens um, muscle mass and or uh, endurance and, and strength training. But without proper diet, without a proper consumption where we don't uh, live to eat, but we eat to live in this sense where we're feeding our body what we need. And spiritually, this is so key because we can become a wasteland. Now, we said last cast in Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. They are destroyed. And I've been thinking about that, like, why is it that people are destroyed. It's because they have an anemic soul. They have a starving heart. They are moving and very busy, but not doing anything. They are uh, anxious, fearful, and they don't even know what they're fearing. And this is really sad when you talk to someone that's mind is racing, whose eyes are wandering. Uh, they, they literally are... Um, anemic. They, there's no iron in their body. There's nothing to ground them to bring nutrition. And this is when you, when you and I share the gospel, uh, it is so uh, healthy. 
it creates a healing. Now, when someone hasn't eaten in a long time, or if someone hasn't drank water in a long time, you just can't sit down and start gorging yourself. You have to take it very, very slow. Especially, uh, maybe we can compare it to fasting. You have to eat or drink very little and to build up the receptivity for your body. So if someone has a fast for a few days, you're going to uh, really move slowly into your regular diet again. This is the same thing with the world. When we share the gospel, when we minister and demonstrate life, we are doing it according to the person's capacity. And uh, in so many ways, we're spoon-feeding someone, we are hand-holding, and we're demonstrating the gospel. Well, it's interesting. In Jonah chapter 4, Think I was thinking about Nineveh today, and when Jonah was on the scene, and he was looking at Nineveh and just, just not happy with the people there, just in his own personal preference. Uh, but he went, God sent him by faith. By the way, God will get you where you need to go, regardless if you resist it or not. He will get you there. And that's good news. We will never miss the call and will of God if we're seeking him. And in some cases, like Jonah, God will drag us there. But it's interesting in Jonah 4, it says that they did not know their right hand from their left. Now, that is a sad state of affairs when people are so starving, they're delirious, they're so anemic that they're disoriented, they're so full of themselves that they can't even see the real need right in front of them. I mean, imagine someone being in a room starving and there's a refrigerator full of food, a banquet right in the next room. And they're sitting there starving, wanting food, and they're too weak maybe to move. And sometimes we have to carry people to the table. We have to carry people. And that's why when we share the gospel, uh, the Lord is doing that. Uh, but imagine being so close yet so far. And, and in Nineveh, boy, they did not know their right hand from their left. So I feel like that's where we are entering into a new phase of deception, a new phase of uh, a wasteland. And the devil loves to make the cities wastelands. He loves to make men's heart a wasteland. How does he do it? He starves them out. Just like you and I would starve out a bad habit and feed the right habit, he wants to starve you out spiritually. He wants to get you away from your Bible, get you away from the church, wants to get you away from meditation. By the way, this is the whole thing. I, I love that churches are meeting together, but I, I really think there's a lot of starving Christians out there where social media is not enough. Um, our our uh, Just our connections online are not enough. We need the physical uh, interaction. So uh, know, know this, that a starving soul is... It destroys our. It destroys us. Why? Because we lack knowledge. My people perish or destroy for the lack of knowledge. Now, we are certainly not in an age where knowledge is not everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. There's tremendous Google this, Google that. Uh, you can spend your time reading this or that, or even talk to the average person. Uh, it's incredible, the consumption of knowledge. But where is the wisdom? 
Where is the application of that knowledge? Where is the courage to uh, live and demonstrate what we have received? Now, that happens through fellowshipping with what we have received. So, in Hosea chapter 4, the whole chapter is very interesting and reflects a lot of the characteristics we're seeing now. But what is the best thing that we can do is to present and demonstrate the gospel, the person of Jesus Christ, and the work of the cross. Now, 1 Thessalonians 2, 2, I heard this verse this weekend where Paul said, I was bold in the Lord with you. Very interesting statement. I was bold in the Lord with you. Now, this is the way that demonstrates a healthy uh, soul, is when we're bold. God gives you and I courage, confidence, assurance to speak what needs to be spoken, demonstrate the truth and love, but to not live in fear. Now, here's an interesting verse in Esther chapter 5. I've been thinking about Mordecai, Esther chapter 5, verse 9. Mordecai was an incredible man who really was instrumental in uh, encouraging Esther to stand and and, uh, go before the king to fight for her people. But Mordecai had his own issues with Haman, a man that wanted to take him, take his life, a man that was deceptive, conspirator. In Esther chapter 5, verse 9, when when Haman saw Mordecai, and it says that when Haman saw that Mordecai did not live in fear and did not rise before him, he was angry. Haman was very full of himself. And, uh, you know, how was it that uh, Haman uh, was so interested in uh, the things of the devil that he didn't realize that his own plan would put himself on those gallows and his own uh, conspiracy would be uh, would backfire on him. And don't you love that? That's what Jesus does for the believer is that he will fight for them and he will be faithful to deliver them. Sometimes that is death. Sometimes that is uh, bad things happen to godly people. Sometimes that is. But the eternal consequence uh, ripples through time, and there's there is a beautiful testimony in it. So, uh, Mordecai, how how could he stand before men? Well, he kneeled before God. That's how you stand. How do you stand in intimidation? You kneel before God in your heart. You bow down low, and those that are intimate with God are not intimidated by man. So, how does this relate to us today? Well, we can't necessarily control what happens to us, even though even though many of us try to do that. We maybe crusade and do all that we do in, in a reactive way. But really, our emphasis is how we respond to things. We can't control what happens to us. We can't even control what happens in our own body, for that matter but we can control how we respond. And that's why a Mordecai spirit is what we need today, because we either have a Mordecai spirit or we have a starving heart. Our lust, we consume upon ourselves. Our lusts in Proverbs 7, the man is reduced to a piece of bread. Uh, Proverbs 5 talks about the woman hunting the precious life. 
starving it out so weak that it can't even respond, can't even fight back. Again, that's, uh, you know, the devil wants to beat the fight out of you and I. He wants to distract and to starve out the soul. But in Daniel 11.32, Daniel says this, Those that know their God will do great things. Those that know their God. There it is again. What do we know? Well, it's more than just facts. It's more than just head knowledge and concepts and measured knowledge and theory. No, it is experiential knowledge. It is uh, the epinosis. Because we have walked with him before, there's a track record. There is a assurance and a memorial in our heart to the faithfulness of God. That's why we are bold. That's why we are bold. Therefore, we are not destroyed, but we're encouraged. Therefore, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we're knocked down, but we're not cast away. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. Uh, There's trouble, but what happens? Our trouble brings us to God. So how are you responding today? Do we have a Mordecai spirit? Well, that that takes time. Uh, that takes, uh, you know, again, being honest before God and maybe falling down and getting back up again. But a Mordecai spirit where we are speaking to other believers and encouraging them in their call, encouraging them like he did in Esther chapter 4 with Esther, you were born for such a time as this. And as Mordecai, I spoke with Esther. What did Esther say? If I perish, I perish. You know what? That's kind of the attitude that we need. We need that healthy attitude that in Acts 20, 24, I don't really matter, but God is everything. When we get to that point, that radical point, uh, that's a beautiful expression of Christ increasing in our life and we decreasing. Boldness. How does this happen? It happens by focusing on Christ and not risk management. How does boldness happen? We receive boldness and courage. Courage doesn't mean there's an absence of fear. It just means that something is great. we're living by something greater. Now, I'm, I'm not happy with what I'm seeing in our country. I don't even recognize our country. But don't forget, it's for a season. It's for a season. And this... Uh, This idiotic uh, mindset, this backwardness, God is allowing maybe to wake up Christians, maybe to hasten prophecy, maybe to uh, give the devil an upper hand to shake what can be shaken. But my question is, okay, the devil is on a leash, he's tethered, his time is short, but how are we responding? Are we Mordecai's? Are we standing and speaking? Are we standing and loving? Are we standing and serving? Are we standing and drawing near? Remember, Ephesians 6, it's all about standing. It's all about standing. Standing and God holds us in our place. Well, I just want to encourage you today, those that, they that know their God, fellowship with their God. You know, one of the greatest ways to activate knowledge is through worship. Worship, where our focus is Him. We magnify the Lord in Psalm 34, 3, exalting His name. We make Him big, 
We make the cross big. We make love big. We make truth big. By the way, sometimes I've noticed that questions cannot be answered all the time. Why? Because even the answer is not able to be received. So our consistency, our demonstration, our lifestyle is, uh, it really keeps speaking. And as people, just like a starving soul, you can put a steak right in front of them with mashed potatoes and green beans and the whole nine, and a starving soul will not even be able to process that. It has to, but in time, as they uh, maybe have the liquid diet, maybe in time when they do, they nourish slowly, they work up to a steak dinner. It's the same thing as we deal with people. We got to just take our time in love, prayer, and, and go slow. Go on the bottom shelf with people because otherwise they're not going to be able to chew and process all that we have processed and are being fed by. Having a diet of the Word of God, it, it'll keep us in the days of drought. Uh, Jeremiah seventeen eight: the tree that has roots deep into the waters will flourish in the day of drought. Uh, we are in that season in Amos 8 where uh, there's a famine in the land, fif- verse 15. But we are, we are strong. Daniel 1.8, we have purposed in our heart not to eat the world's de- delicacies, but we have our own diet in the word. We are, we are strong in the Lord, strong in his grace in 2 Timothy 2.1. Make sure your source is healthy. Make sure where you're feeding from is actually feeding your soul. Don't enter into the uh, this circular thinking that we've been talking about, this, this uh, eating a lot of food, like filling the hole, but not feeding the heart. So important, so important. Our lust, our addictions, our... Uh, First John chapter 2, verse 15, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, these things starve the soul. They steal, rob, and destroy. Be like Mordecai, if I could say. Be like Mordecai. Stand when it's not popular. Speak when it's not popular. I have a word, have a message. And the Hamans in your life, they will be removed. They will be removed. And what the devil meant for evil, God will turn into divine good. Feed on love today. Psalm 37, 2 and 3 says, feed on his faithfulness. Feed on love today. Feed on grace today. Jeremiah 15, 16. Take time and let it be the joy and rejoicing of your heart. Feed on hope today. Feed on truth today. Feed on forgiveness today. Feed on patience today. Feed on gentleness today. Galatians 5.22. Feed on the fruit of the work of the Spirit. And guess what? You will, just like Daniel chapter 1, you will have a beautiful countenance. You will have a strong spirit. You will have power that comes beyond your natural ability. Don't lose hope today. Don't look at Haman. Don't look at Sam Ballot. Paul didn't look at Demetrius. Just focus on the work of God. Keep feeding. And just like Revelation talks about, 
I believe it's chapter 21, that you will be like a tree that feeds the nations. Your life will feed others. The Mordecai spirit, Lord, give us the Mordecai spirit to speak what ought to be spoken, to stand when many are bowing, and to encourage and empower people in faith to do what God has called them to do. God bless you. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.